justice, then you come to the right place. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about a case I've named Killer Stilettos. I miss my nails. You miss your... What does that have to do with... But I miss my nails. We in the intro. <laughs> and what do you have for us today, Susanna, besides news of your missing nails? I am not going to name my case. I have three possible names for it okay but i want you to pick how would you name that case after i hear it yes all right now before we start i just want to tell the people about the struggle bus that both susanna and i rode in on today just to get to this point there is this bitch her name is angela <laughs> i won't give her last name because we're not ready to tell you about it yet and to be honest we're not sure if she is haunting us she is haunting us there is a case and i have tried recording it three times <laughs> and every single time we have attempted recording the angela case something weird or unfortunate happens to that episode because angela is a ghost angela's not she's dead she's hunting us well whoever she's is, maybe, not maybe dead. an ancestor of angela's is pissed off that we've decided to embarrass her lineage by outing but her angela for being did that herself she is a garbage human being mm-hmm. true story however I needed to, I thought I was doing a good thing by getting it out to the people. I thought the story yes. was interesting. It is you know? interesting. For then... somebody that had heard it three times. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, listen, listen. The struggle has been so real. The point is, people, is that we don't know if we will ever do the Angela case again. We've gotten to the point where whenever anything happens or goes wrong, we just turn around and we're like, fuck Angela, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're pretty sure that we're being haunted. We're pretty sure that we will not bring Angela to you. Maybe, maybe, maybe we will. We can bring it up to another crime podcast and be like, "Hey, you can should you do, do this, this and <laughs> see if Angela does the yeah, same thing." Yeah, but what thing? if some sort of what's of some sort of unfortunate incident befalls them? We'll feel guilty because we were the ones who set them up to do the Angela case. True. Um, how about mm-hmm. we just write about it on the on the? Yeah, maybe I'll just write about it yes. on the website. Be like, this is the case we wanted to tell you about, but now maybe we've reading been, it. Yeah, we've kind of been strong-armed mm-hmm. into never talking about <laughs> it, thinking, and we're really honestly like we're bo- all traumatized because yes. the first time Susanna and I were actually sitting in a makeshift um, studio, <laughs> i.e., my closet, and the audio was so horrible. It sounded like if somebody was like crunching foil like in the in the microphone and that never happened to us before i just thought it was a fluke i was like oh shit susanna you know we have to scrap that episode susanna took it really well she was like all right no problem you know we'll re-record so you know we regrouped we came back and then mm-hmm. the next time all of a sudden the headsets weren't working and we we, <laughs> we don't couldn't, we couldn't we couldn't yeah we couldn't we use it couldn't do anything couldn't do a single thing no. hours and hours spent just sitting here trying to get it going mm-hmm. finally now we thought no, we, we recorded a, a whole episode, not about Angela, that's not right, about that's true. anything. That's true. And everything was working. Yes, the episode five mm-hmm. that you all got was the episode five that 
that you all weren't supposed to get that. That was probably supposed to be episode six. Mm-hmm. The Angela episode was supposed to be episode five. And then we had no problems doing that recording, except our usual echo, which we're actually hoping is solved tonight. Knock on wood. Don't knock. Okay. Yeah, knock on wood. Okay, I don't care if it wood. comes up in the microphone. We need all the good juju <laughs> we can get. Because <laughs> we changed our mic setup. We try in different things to make sure our audio is coming out even better. We've been considering consulting a professional. Yes. Uh, with that said, I said to Susanna, I really want to do the Angela case. And I came back again with the Angela mm-hmm. case. And we recorded the whole thing. We thought it sounded amazing. The next couple days, I pick up the recording to edit it. And it was trash. So, Angela, please leave us alone. We're we not going to talk about we, you, yeah. girl. We're not here to We're fuck with you. Up. We're done. Yeah. We're done. You won. You done. won. Yes. We swear. <laughs> okay. Off you go. Yes, please leave mm-hmm. us alone. All right, so I'm going to okay. get into it because we're really not sure what's going to happen with this audio. And, you know, we're not really out here trying to rock the boat. So let's go. So I've named this case Killer Stilettos and you will figure it out quite soon into the story as to why it's been called Killer Stilettos. Is it a nail technician going mad? It's not about nails at all. Okay. It's not about nails at all. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. And Susanna, I'm going to apologize up front because you're not a, a murderino like me. Like you don't really enjoy murders in your free time. So this will probably scare you, <laughs> to be honest. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> okay. Between 1968 and 1969, women were disappearing in Oregon without a trace. Okay. Until the body of 22-year-old Linda Sally who disappeared from a shopping center was found in Long Tom River tied to a car transmission. The police set upon the crime scene, which extended to the nearby Willamette River, and they discovered the remains of another missing co-ed, 19-year-old Karen Sprinker. Aye. They were likely dealing with a serial killer. Mm-hmm. But who? The police started asking around at the Oregon State University to investigate whether or not there was someone targeting college students. Initially, they had no leads, besides the claim of a man wearing women's clothing. Which the... year is this again? 1968 to 1969. Okay. Okay. Because right now, I see a man walking dressed like a woman. I wouldn't think much you of it. You wouldn't think so. This 1968 to 1969. Exactly. That's okay. Why I oh, okay. <laughs> so the police had no leads. Besides this claim mm-hmm. of a man wearing women's clothing. Mm-hmm. Until they learned more about a war veteran who would try to take girls on dates. Aye. In fact, one of them agreed to go on a date with him. And this tip led them to Jerry Burdos. I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. Okay. Jerome Henry Burdos was born on January 31st, 1939 in Webster, South Dakota. South Dakota. How how's Dakota. it? Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> to what was termed an average family? This is what I saw in the articles. Mm-hmm. I assume average meaning, you know, they were probably middle class. Middle. Uh-huh. Yeah. He had one older brother and it was alleged that his mother, Eileen, wanted a daughter as her second child. However, upon the birth of Jerry, she was pretty disappointed. And that led her to treat him badly. Some sites say it was this treatment by his mother that caused irreparable damage to his psyche, making him hateful towards women. However, I actually couldn't find any proof of this abuse. This is just what the several sites said. Yeah. That his mother didn't really like him. She probably treated him kind of bad. And because of that, um, he had a messed up relationship with women from early on in life. 
Nevertheless, Sites claimed that he was often ignored by his mother and belittled by her as well. His life would be forever changed at the tender age of five when he was exploring a local junkyard Mm -hmm. and found a pair of women's stilettos. Unable to leave them behind, Jerry took the shoes home, but he was caught wearing them by his mother, who took them away from him, him, and she burned them. Hmm. It is also alleged that at this moment, it was a turning point for him, and he would go on to steal shoes whenever he could. He was even caught stealing his teacher's shoes. And he also developed an obsession with women's underwear. Okay. He would spend his teen years in and out of psychiatric institutions and state hospitals as a result of his unusual behavior. Despite his treatment, no detail of what this treatment actually was. Like mm-hmm. they never said if they gave him shock therapy, what kind of therapy. But despite that treatment, quote mm-hmm. unquote, his fetish for shoes and underwear continued to grow and it was actually documented in several articles that it was at this time that his fantasies started to manifest as violence towards women. Because now, he had, he was being repressed of what he was feeling. Well, this is the 60s mm-hmm. or early 70s mm-hmm. or so. Well, no, this is earlier than that because he was born in 39. Uh, the girls' bodies weren't found until the 60s, 60s. So he's young. So I would say yeah. it's probably the 50s maybe, Jesus maybe Christ. the 40s. So yeah. yeah, they're not interested in hearing you want to wear a dress like yes. it's crazy to them at that point in time, right? <gasps> so one side said he would stalk local women, knock them over, choke them until they were unconscious, and then run away with their shoes. However, most sites said that in the year of 1956, at mm-hmm. the age of 17, okay. Jerry committed his first attack. It was also a premeditated attack. So listen to this. Boy. Jerry found a spot along a hillside and dug a hole. And a hole this was a hole that he planned to keep quote unquote sex slaves in. Jesus. Wielding a knife, he decided to capture a victim for his sex slave fantasy. He abducted a teenage girl at knife point presumably forcing her into the sex slave hole, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, and forced her to take naked pictures for him. So he stripped her and then make her take naked pictures for him. Now okay. there is no talk of him sexually assaulting her mm-hmm. or beating her up. He just kidnapped this girl and put her in the sex slave bunker mm-hmm. and make her take sexy pictures for him. So I wasn't able to find the victim's name or find out how he was taken in for this attack. Mm-hmm. But they went on to say that he was taken in. So I guess the girl was able to escape. I'm not sure if he let her go or she ran away. Okay. And then he got sent to the Oregon State Hospital and allowed to continue school while he was in that state hospital. Okay. So they were treating it as a mental illness. They mm-hmm. didn't out the gate come and say, well, you know how it is right now. It's like, yeah. oh, you did this? Straight to jail. No therapy for you. Whatever, whatever. At the hospital, it was determined that his one simple obsession with women's shoes turned into an almost uncontrollable hatred towards women, as well as constant thoughts of revenge. Revenge for what, I'm not sure, but I Mm -hmm. guess he had a lot of hatred for his mother at this point. The doctors at the hospital learned that he was collecting and enjoyed collecting women's clothes and had a fantasy for kidnapping girls, putting them in freezers so that he could pose their bodies in sexual positions. When they're frozen, I assume. I don't know. I don't know the logic. I'm not sure how he got there. But this is what he talked about, I guess, in therapy. And the doctors oh, found out. Oh, but he was saying that he wanted to do that. Yes, he never actually, he never did, actually it. did it. Not at this okay. point. No, no, no. Okay. Right? He was seeing the doctors at the mm-hmm. Oregon State Hospital, right? Yeah. 
It's unknown whether or not he stayed at the hospital until he completely finished school, but I'm assuming that's what happened because the article said they sent him to the Oregon State Hospital and he was allowed to continue his studies while he was there. But that's so the, but the assumption I made was that he did stay until he was done with school. Mm-hmm. And the doctors had a unique opinion about Jerry. They said that he thought he just needed to mature a little and they released him. So I guess the things that he was saying to them was just a sign of immaturity which i think is crazy because immaturity is like no i don't need to save money or i want to play 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 i want to play yeah i don't want to buckle down and do schoolwork it's not it's not i want to put people in a freezer and put them in sexual positions he actually did assault people that's true and he had very graphic like very detailed things yes it was premeditated what he wanted to do and he would think of how he wanted to do it you see this is not new this is not new when met the 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 excuses of like "Eh, he's just a kid yeah yeah yeah. uh you know yeah i just so they released him they released him i see you already starting rant mode go ahead that's no problem we accept it here (laughs) we accept you here it's fine (laughs) this is a safe space this is a safe space (laughs) once high school was over and likely jerry was out of the hospital at this point yep he went on to join the army some articles didn't mention his army stint, but a good few did. So he went on to join the army in 1959. But he was discharged soon after, possibly due to his tastes, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you remember, you know how we talked about Fifty Shades of Grey the last episode? Yes. You remember how he said his tastes were singular? <laughs> that's what I thought of when I that's what I thought of when I saw this I was I wanted to put that and I was like oh maybe because his tastes were singular I was like Mm-mm, this man not sexy that's not no. a sexy thing that's not a- <laughs> uh, as we talk in sexy mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain and that Oscar guy yes listen listen that's good that is listen, good listen it was amazing yes like I think everybody should just aspire to have somebody look at them like yes. that right that- I'm not even at all interested in seeing this movie I'm watching it I need to watch it I don't even know which one is the movie or what is it about is it a scary movie I don't think so. It's so intense. Yes. It's so, it's so intimate. I felt like I was intruding on something. <laughs> yes. uh, I was like, <laughs> like if I wasn't supposed to be there, but they were in public. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how I felt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, so once high school was over, sorry, and Jerry was likely out of the hospital, he went on to join the army in 1959, but he got discharged because of, probably because of his unique tastes. Yes. He then went on to seek more stability. And he became an electrical technician. And he also met and married a 17-year-old. Her name was Darcy Metzler. Now, he was 19 to her 17. I think back in this time, that's normal. I also think it's also very weird how we determine that the minute somebody's 18, they're an adult. Yeah. I think that's weird. I don't know if I'm the only person who feels like that. Exactly. I feel feel like an adult when I was responsible for somebody else's life. That's right. I still don't feel like an adult. Exactly. And I feel like an adult when I'm responsible for myself. There's there's no... mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so weird mm. how like... You could go to life and then like the minute you hit 18, it's like you're an adult, you're an adult. No. Like, I don't no. know. But I mean, I understand no. that it, from the eyes of the law, he's an adult and I, I get it and I agree because of course, once you're under 18, you're easily manipulated. But that's not to say that you're over 18 and any more sensible. Look at the shit we do. 
Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. Exactly. Anyway, anyhow, so he was, I guess, 19 to her 18, mm-hmm. uh, 17. So living in Oregon, Jerry and his wife, Darcina, the one okay. he married, seemingly had a normal relationship. They had two children of their own. And quote, this is a quote from their neighbors, they neither drank nor smoked and rarely, if ever, used profanity. I guess that makes you perfect. No, that makes you a psychopath. But behind closed doors, however, as these things usually go, you know, in front of everybody, oh, they have a perfect marriage. Didn't mm-hmm. we say that just this evening? Yes. You, they had a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how they end up having a murder because nobody marriage perfect. And if you're so busy trying to keep up appearances, yeah, you're probably losing your shit behind closed doors right so behind closed doors jerry and darcy had a marriage that was feeling the strain of his strange desires we would say poor 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 darcy poor Poor him because he wanted to he wanted to be something that he couldn't be and now he's taking it up on something on like everything he had complicated emotions that got mixed up in his 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 desires because he had people who made him feel bad for the things that he wanted. And at the same time, he associated it with shame. Yeah. I assume. But I ain't trying to make excuses for him because you need to hear the rest of this shit. Listen to the rest of the story, girl, before you start to feel sorry for he. Okay. So behind closed doors, like I said, Jerry and Darcy had a strained marriage because mm-hmm. of his strange desires. Okay. Strange, I guess, to quote unquote normal standards. And plus, I mean, if you don't know what you're signing up for, you're in the middle of a marriage and then find out that your husband into particular things. You yeah. never know what you're signing up for. I mean, this, listen to this. Okay. Jerry demanded that Darcy pose nude for him and would ask her to clean the house naked in heels. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) That's dangerous for them. No. Can you imagine? Vacuuming. Cleaning. Mm. Bleach. Bleach. This is all her issue. Mm. All of it. No. Yeah. Yeah, I indeed. (laughs) So she went along with it at first. But of course, eventually their marriage, you know, started to buckle and she started refusing to participate in his fantasies. I she slept because I went Flores I'm so concerned. <laughs> yeah, probably poor Darcy. So at this point, it's documented that Jerry started complaining of having migraines and blackouts. So he started taking nightly walks to relieve his headaches. On these trips... He would often raid homes, stealing shoes and lacy underwear. Remember, Darcy no longer interested in playing he games. She don't want to clean. She don't want to clean the toilet naked. (laughs) 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 She doesn't. No, no. So, you know, leave Darcy alone. So he gone. He has now gone. The bleach. And the soap. So, like I said, he started taking these nightly trips out of the house and he would do that to supposedly relieve his headaches and then on those trips is when he would raid houses and steal shoes and lacy underwear i think he had a particular thing for lacy underwear jerry was escalating however Mm -hmm. and his unhealthy obsession would grow into an uncontrollable impulse it was documented that his killing spree actually started in 1967 when He, who was mesmerized by a woman, specifically her shoes, followed her home. He waited until she fell asleep, then broke into her house and strangled her. That's creepy. Raped her and then left, but not before taking her shoes as a souvenir. 
He would later say when asked that her limp body aroused him. Now, we do not have a name for this victim. Victim, yeah. But this is what's in the articles Mm -hmm. that it really started with this unnamed woman. Okay. He broke into her house and he attacked her. So this was the point at which his killing spree officially began because he didn't get caught. You know, he did this thing. He did this thing. It satisfied this urge that he had. Yeah. And he did not get caught. So in his opinion, keep going. You know, if it ain't broke, keep going. Yeah. January 26, 1968, Jerry lured an encyclopedia saleswoman named Linda Slauson into his home by pretending to be interested in purchasing from her. Instead of purchasing an encyclopedia, however, he hit her on her head and strangled her to death. He also (sighs) kept her body, dressing it up in ladies' underwear, and this is the part that's going to trip you out. He removed her feet so he could keep putting shoes on them ah. to decorate no. whenever he wanted. So he kept the body in his house. Um, yes. Trust me, we'll get, we'll get more into that. So he kept the body in his house. Mm-hmm. Where in his house, I'm not sure. I'm going to assume he has some kind of garage or basement mm-hmm. or bunker or mm-hmm. something to that effect. Then he dumped the body by tying her to a car engine. Way down in the water in that um, Willamette River. That was his dumping ground of choice. Okay. November of that same year, so we're talking November of 1968, mm-hmm. Jerry stopped to supposedly assist Jan Whitney, whose car broke down while she was driving home for Thanksgiving. Instead of helping her, he strangled her in his car, had sex with her body. So at this point, he's no longer raping the woman while they are alive. Yeah. He had sex with her body. Instead of just dumping her body or her body's remains, he decided to keep one of her breasts as a souvenir. He would throw the rest of her body into the river as well, Mm -hmm. tied to a railroad iron instead. Now, where he getting all this scrap metal, I'm not not sure they didn't see. I would make a Trini joke, but I don't think it's appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Do it! There's a... um, Like, in the neighborhood, you would hear this van driving around. It's like, scrap iron, old battery iron, scrap iron, old battery iron. <laughs> I would have assumed he get from there. <laughs> but we, we don't have... That's what it made me think about. Okay. Jerry would then go on to kill 19-year-old Karen Sprinkle, mm. who he abducted from a parking garage while dressed as a woman. Presumably, so that she would lower her guard, I'm assuming. That's a big assumption. Because, as we know, Jerry enjoyed dressing up like a woman. Yes. So, it could have just been for him. But, if you think about it, even to this day, even if we know that women are just as capable as men for doing certain things. Yes. You still, as a woman, tend to let your guard down more with a woman than with a man, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, if I got into a taxi or something and a woman was in the taxi, I would feel better. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I'm just trying to put myself in her shoes and I'm thinking the presence of a woman probably had her guard down. Also, under 20. That too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's 19. Exactly. Let's not forget that. So, she's 19. Mm -hmm. She's probably seen this woman not thinking anything Mm -hmm. about it because it's a woman. Mm -hmm. And like we said... We know better, but that's just kind of where your mind goes, you know? Like, okay, I'm not worried it's a woman, you Mm -hmm. know? But it could 100% could have just been for Jerry. You know, he might have just been dressing up because it's Tuesday. You know, we don't know. True. 
in March 1969, mm-hmm. that's the time when, that's when he kidnapped her, he took her home. He hanged her by her neck from a pulley, sexually assaulted her, and strangled her to death. He saved both of her breasts as souvenirs, making plastic molds out of them. I think he would use resin and make molds out of the parts. So he kept the one breast from the other victim. Mm-hmm. The um, two breasts from this Jan girl and Whitney, the feet. And the two breasts from mm-hmm. this girl, Karen. And then the feet of Linda Slauson, right? Yeah. He saved both of her breasts as souvenirs, like I said, making molds of them. He then disposed of her body and weighed it down with a car engine. Now, Jerry was an electrical technician. Like I said, I don't know where he was getting all of these parts from to do yeah. this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he consistently was, he had a thing, I, tying them to some sort of metal. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I guess, was easily accessible for him. So the timeline was a bit messed up in some articles. They said that he killed Jan after Karen. They said also he hoisted Jan from a pulley as well in his garage and had sex with her body multiple times. Mm -hmm. So Jan is the one who was driving home for Thanksgiving and he assaulted her and he cut off her one breast. They're saying that he also had sex with her body multiple times. And he used the resin-molded breast as paperweights. Jesus Christ. That's what he Ah. used them for. What he did with the feet, I don't know. I don't know if he made resin molds out of those and then also went on to decorate them with shoes and stuff. I don't know. Okay. It was in 1969. Okay. So this is now after, so the first first documented victim, based What's upon this timeline. House? Yeah. No, we're, we're pretending the lady in the house didn't happen because it was undocumented. Nobody knows who that okay. is. But we would say Linda Slauson, which mm-hmm. was the encyclopedia saleswoman. Mm-hmm. Then Jan Whitney, which was the girl driving home. Mm-hmm. Then Karen Sprinkles, the one who was abducted from the parking garage. Yes. And now is when he will abduct the... Um, this is in 1969 is when he would abduct 22 year old Linda Sally from a shopping center and he brought her home and followed his typical MO, you know, um, strangled, strangled raped, raped uh, cut, you know, and possibly had sex with her body after the fact. Yeah. This is the body that the police would find okay. that I mentioned Linda. at the beginning of the story. Okay. A few weeks Later, Linda mm-hmm. Sally's body was discovered, leading to the investigation by the police. Female students said they were receiving calls from a strange man who said he was a war veteran looking for a date. Alleged- but he's still married. Yeah, yeah, that... And there's no tender. Okay, but Susanna, the man cutting off breasts out here, you think he really concerned about the status of his matrimony? You think True. he out here trying to <laughs> not commit yeah, adultery? He yeah. cutting off breasts. And feet. And feet. That's right. So allegedly, one of the girls actually went on a date with him. If I was this girl, like you could imagine that you went out with somebody and then afterwards you found out that he was a serial killer. That's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she went on a date with him and described him as a heavy set man with freckles. And apparently, now this is where I find she a little wrong. I'm not victim blaming, but she said that he made reference to dead women and strangling them like what you you stayed on that date how'd you get home did exactly. you go to the police like why would he confess this to you why i don't understand Listen. unless maybe he wanted to be caught maybe some killers they don't want to kill and they 
are hoping somebody stops them. So maybe he confessed hoping that she would... Uh, but how come he didn't kill her? Def- how come he didn't kill her? That's my, I, I did have that question. I'm not saying that... I'm, I mean, I'm glad she didn't get killed, but you know what I mean. Yes. Like, how come... If you all... Listen, we're trying new mics tonight. <laughs> we're, trying, we're trying new mics tonight, and supposedly these mics are not going to pick up all of the echo and all of the room sound. But Bonnie is... V- she is snoring so hard right yeah. now. And I can't tell you if it will be in the audio or not. But if you hear it, just let it go. Okay? Exactly. Just let it go. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm not sure how she got away, but she did. And the police decided to use her to set a trap and lure him to the dorms. Because, you know, this is where he was hunting these women. Yes. For the most part. With the yeah. exception of the encyclopedia lady who came straight to his the house, gi- which he treated she- like a gift. Like, oh, great, you came to me. Yeah. And the girl who on the side of the street, actually, no, he, he he picked up all of them. I guess maybe this was his new thing, to try to go straight to the source and go straight to the college and see if he could pick up women. Yeah. Jerry fell for it and agreed to meet with her. Okay. Because she was like, oh, you know, come, I would like to go out on a date, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Police were waiting for him, though, and Jerry was identified by someone who was a would-be victim. <gasps> so apparently this girl who set up the trap Okay. Wasn't the only girl to get away from Jerry. How they were getting away, I'm not sure. I can't explain. I don't know. They didn't describe. But they did say that he was identified by a victim, mm-hmm. a woman who I guess he attempted to attack. Okay. Or attempted to steal her shoes or attempted to assault. Mm-hmm. And she was able to get away. And she identified him. Okay. So that allowed the police to hold on to him because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have any evidence. No. So with this girl identifying him as yet as the guy who tried to do such and such to me, mm-hmm. this gave him, gift gave the police the opportunity to get a warrant to check his place. Okay. And of course, when they checked his place is when they found the breast paperweights, yeah. the foot souvenir, uh, nylon rope, and photos of the victims. Jesus. So he was keeping a good documentation of, and he was obviously keeping trophies as well of the things he was doing. He would confess to the murders and he also revealed that he would dress up in heels and masturbate after committing the murder. Jerry was charged with the murders of Sally and Sprinker to start because mm-hmm. those were the bodies they had. You remember they found um, the one with the engine. Yes, and, yes. And, yeah. Well, you know, and they found those bodies first. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to claim he was not guilty by reason of insanity. But he was checked by the doctors, and those health officials and doctors said no, he was legally sane. He was choosing to do this. Now you remember he spent quite a lot of time in psychiatric care. So he knows what what to say and how to say it. Not only that, it's just I am surprised that they found him sane. I am because I'm not saying that he wasn't sane. I'm not trying to say that it wasn't possible that he was completely lucid when he did this. Mm-hmm. I am saying though that he did spend a lot of time in psychiatric care and we don't know what kind of treatments they were giving him before like back in the day the kind of thing they used to do to people i don't even really know what a lobotomy is (laughs) but i know it's fucking up (laughs) like i don't really know (laughs) the details (laughs) (laughs) and i just know that they did that shit so it's like like we said he's repressed you know yeah the urges he had were not originally, I think, because we don't know, we will never know unless you ask him, t- were not originally tied to 
these violent desires yeah. because his desire at first was just to wear the fucking shoes mm-hmm. you know and his mother was like no you're not supposed to do that burn them so i just i think it was something that was cultivated mm-hmm. because and this is just my opinion okay in the comments you can sound off about how you feel but, but i that, feel uh, his mom was mm-hmm. so negative and whoever and they were immediately put him in the mental places and this is what you need help you need help you need help yeah and because he probably associated it with shame and also a healthy anger towards his mother mm-hmm. that that probably caused lines to blur now yeah. he probably still always had these murderous tendencies who knows now i i, I was going to start making a point out oh now you don't think he's he's insane but when he was describing to that that he wanted to put bodies on the inside the fridge and take they just said pictures. he needed to mature yes yeah but also that happened when he was a teenager now he's close to like 10 10 yeah. years later that's when this started happening so some some progress might had happened in mentality right there or the motherfucker that let him out first it's not the same that Um, the assessment exactly yeah yeah probably not but you have to remember a crime that is being tried in the public okay is very different from one that so what i think is people probably were out to get him have a judge and you have a prosecutor who want to make a good name for themselves and give the people what they want mm-hmm. which is you know let's it's bury them bury him under the jail once yeah. again I ain't making no excuses for Jerry here. He cut off people's breasts and feet and murdered and strangled them. Yeah. You know, he deserved to be in jail. His mm-hmm. crimes really do warn that. I'm, what we're questioning here is how he got there. You know? Yes. Yes. But let me just, let me wrap up what, what happened with Jerry okay. before we start giving a little, you know, what we think about him. So they said he was legally sane, right? So okay. he was now held responsible for his crimes. Death penalty. Eventually, he ended up pleading guilty to the murders of Whitney and Slauson as well. Mm-hmm. He ended up receiving three consecutive life sentences with the possibility of parole. On the I'm not w- sure how long after. Mm-hmm. But the reason he wasn't given four life sentences is because they never found Slauson's body. I think Slauson, I believe, is the inside, yeah, the encyclopedia saleswoman. They never found her body. His wife divorced him. I'm not surprised. In 1970. Okay. Changed her name, changed the children's name, and move away. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with this no. shit. No, I don't want nothing to do I go this. on. Right, I go on. Mm. Darcy, however, was charged, you know. Because remember, these crimes were happening at her house. So but they charge you don't her. Know. Hey, they charge her for aiding and abetting. Because the reason is, you have a house, right? You have a husband. He maybe have his little man cave. Go and check it out. You, but the women's were repressed. Yes. If we're gonna make excuse for this motherfucker, we also gonna make excuse for this Darcy nah, lady. I going like, oh, you're you're I a woman. You wear a dress. No, you are not allowed into the man area. Yes, this sir. is the mm-mm, Susanna. Mm-mm. I honestly, when I read this and I read that he was taking them home and doing all these things, I was like, and where was Darcy? Where Darcy? Where the children? And I think it does have cases where people know. What their person is up see. to, but they don't want to acknowledge it or they don't want to accept it. Mm-hmm. And I ain't saying they're wrong for assuming that she might have been in on it. I'm not saying she did. Yeah. You know, they found her not guilty. Okay. They said that she was not guilty. Hold on. 
they said she was not convicted of murdering anyone and mm-hmm. also found innocent of those aiding and abetting charges. There's actually a picture of her, like, in handcuffs, I believe, where she Jesus. has gotten arrested. So poor Darcy, yeah, she's a victim of the situation too, but we don't really know what Darcy know, you yeah. know? And like I said, they found her innocent, so maybe Darcy knew nothing. Fine. When I read that his like his home base for the torture was his actual home, like he didn't have a separate yeah. place. My question in my head was, where was his family while this shit was going on? Maybe she he plays happy. like music. She was, ha- she was happy that she was wearing clothes. Yeah, maybe she was happy that she just wasn't the person that he was taking out his strange shit, behavior no, out on, which twist. is, it, I don't know. All I know is she get up, she move away, and I would do the same damn thing. Yeah, of course. I was going to move, divorce him, change my name. Done. Move. Look, Done. I, it was back in the day, you. no internet. She could really start over. Now in 2021, you'll you find anything. You could find anything. You could find anything. So while in jail, <laughs> while in jail, Jerry wanted access to his fetish. And he would write to major companies asking for catalogs with women's shoes since they were like porn to him. He requested parole in 1995, but he was rejected. He was rejected. He was rejected. In 2006, however, after serving 37 years of his sentence, he died from liver cancer at the prison infirmary. And the Netflix series Mindhunter has a few episodes featuring him. Because he is one of the most prolific serial killers or well-known serial killers. And I watched Mindhunter and okay. I thought it was it was really good. It was really, really good. I think... Mm-hmm. Did you watch this episode? Yeah, I watched oh, it okay. out. It's, I think it's only like two seasons. Okay. I think it's only two seasons and I watched the whole thing. And um, I don't know if it, it's supposed to come back or not, but it was good. It was very... But yes, what do you think of Jerry? I probably go into hell with this. Okay. I'll know if to cut it or not, based upon what you say next. I'm happy he's dead. I think you're probably one of many people who feel like that, you know? Yes. Um, But, like we were talking about, you know, I'm not going to blame other people for Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, at a certain point, did become an adult. You remember we were talking about what makes you an adult? Like, I don't think turning 18 necessarily makes you an adult. But I think a lot of people probably feel Jerry very early on in life. And he unfortunately did associate his his sexual f- desires with a lot of anger. That's but what that, I think. But that is also everybody's responsibility, Chanel. I'm not going to say that your mind doesn't play tricks on you. We, we know this. There are genetic issues. Mm-hmm. There are mental. There are all the disorders that you, you name them. They're there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to diminish the experiences anybody everybody goes through yeah but it's your choice it's your choice whether you take on on anger or yeah or you victimize yourself or or i think i think the the i think i got i go through all of them together but i'm another the saying i'm thinking of as you are talking is um you're not responsible for how people treat you but how you respond to that you are responsible for you know yeah Okay, so just to bring it home, I think what Please. you're trying. Yes, I think what you're trying to what? say. I think what you're trying to say is that nobody else is responsible for how Jerry behaved. Uh, you know, even if three exactly. people treated him badly. Exactly. Yeah, I got that. I got that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's Listen. okay. English is hard, like we said. I think if 
you keep in breast paperweights and feet to decorate with shoes and shit like that. No, man. I feel like you definitely have a psychological issue, but you definitely also should take ownership of the fact that you are a violent person. Yes. You know, and I think for for the violence, he definitely should have been jailed. For the suppression of his possible, not even sexual identity, but the things that he, the repression of his sexual desires. Yes. That I think probably got fucked up when he was young. Now I have a question for you. Do you think a serial killer is born or made? Me, I don't really know because let me tell you something. I can sit down here as it look at it, it's two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's the right people. This is how much we love the podcast. Okay, it's two o'clock in the morning. I can sit here and I can talk about a case like this. Mm-hmm. Go to bed, sleep so well. But you tell me one of them spooky dooky stories about you know somebody being <laughs> possessed and whatever. I'm, I'm done. Like all the lights are on. <laughs> my face with my eyes closed <laughs> I, I wouldn't even care if the soap was running into my eye <laughs> I would not care ask my friends I have a friend David Kidney Kidney if you're listening to this <laughs> you know why <laughs> and one time they came over to my house they came over to my house and I left my cell phone unattended and they stayed at the house. My mother wasn't in the country, right? Okay. So they knew I was at that house by myself. Yeah. And they left and they went home. All of a sudden, it's I'm by myself and I'm hearing, shut up. <gasps> no, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Listen. Shut up. Bitch. Uh, I go running <laughs> to where? I don't know. I end up in the kitchen, right? <laughs> but the thing is, I grew up to grab the phone. Yeah. But it's still going with me. Shut up. <laughs> This ass kidney changed my ringtone to him whispering, shut up, and then called me in the middle of the night. That's a good one, Scared the shit out of me. So anybody who knows me knows really well that I can sit here and tell you about this real life serial killer and be fine. But you tell me that bullshit, spooky, you know, this in the corner, have that woo music. I'm not gonna. You ask me about serial killers made or born? Yes. Honestly, what I'm gonna say to you is both. Possibly, because I am so freaked out by that scary stuff that it's very, in my opinion, it's possible that somebody can be like possessed or somebody could be born and just have evil tendencies like if you watch those um those occult movies like the damians and the stuff yeah. like that you, you could believe that right at least i could so i mean knowing i have a tendency to f- believe that i must say both of them and i could say that if you mess up somebody enough psychologically for them to have a healthy enough anger and for that anger to displace common sense yeah then you have created the perfect storm of somebody who doesn't care enough or have enough empathy to commit these crimes. That's what I think. Yeah. I have to say that I'm a criminal virgin-ish because these things are very new to me. Mm -hmm. Whereas you have been looking and watching and you're the crime enthusiast. I'm yeah. just coming slowly into it. <laughs> yeah, but when 
So that's why we agreed for this podcast that we would do crime and injustice. Yes. Because we both know one, I mean, by definition, crime is heavy, right? It is heavy. And so is injustice. But I think we try to do a good job of bringing the light moments in. Mm-hmm. And it is easier to do if it's not murder, murder, murder all the time. You know? Okay. I want to say mm-hmm. that I picked this case for two things. One, because nobody died. Second one is that a sentence was given on September 23rd. You know what that is? Say it, Chanel. Say it. Well, what I would like to say is we said we were going to cover things and crimes that happened on your birthday for the birthday episode. So how the hell are you doing this today when the birthday episode (laughs) is being recorded two weeks from now? No. Explain yourself. Because I was trying to look for crime that happened on the birthday. Mm -hmm. But couldn't find it. To be honest, I didn't look that deep. Didn't do but much you digging. this one, though. No, but a crime that happened on the birthday. This didn't happen on my birthday. Oh, the sentence happened. On yes. The- oh, okay, all right, all right, okay. So I found it like a birthday theme situation. See, I, what I think is that you're trying to celebrate your birthday early. That's what I feel. When have I ever hidden the fact that I love my birthday? You have never done that. Exactly. <laughs> so we're very actually we just today we did a little shopping for the podcast yes. setup, and so we're all ready for Susanna's birthday, mm-hmm. um, Canadian Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. technically also American Thanksgiving because we're gonna and reuse, Halloween, yeah, and Halloween. Yeah. So we got a bunch of stuff so we could decorate our little area so we could feel a little bit more celebratory. I mean, we are still in the middle of this pandemic and there's, yeah, there's not really, I mean, we want cases to go down, we want things to go back to normal, but we still need to plan like, it's just going to be me and you for the bit day, Lyman, recording a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm good Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Here. Yeah. Amy Fisher. And Joseph, say it, Batafuco. <laughs> Batafuco, yeah. Batafuco. It's, it's Bata- Joey. Wofo. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Joey. Joey, Joey Batafuco. Ba- Joey Batafuco. Batafuco. But like on the on the news, they always kind of said his name with like this sing-songy cadence. So it's like Joey Batafuco. So it's like Batafuco. Bada. Yeah. Bada. But it's like, Bada, but it's spelled Batafuco. Batafuco. All right. <laughs> Let's get the answers. Joey Barafuco. Okay. Emmy okay. Fisher, 17 years old, and Joey Barafuco. This is about their 18 months affair. So they okay. had an affair. They had an affair. So Joey was married. Joey was married. All right. And Amy's 17. And Amy was just 17. This sounds like a crime. Yes. All right. But we're going to get there. 
Okay. Joey had a car shop. So Amy's father used to repair his cars at Joey's auto shop. Have your daughter, you need to repair your car. You bring your daughter, drop off a car, and you move on. He, right? didn't, he left the daughter there? No. <laughs> Just <laughs> My point is that one source says that they met through her father. Another source says that Amy got a car for her birthday, for her 17th birthday, and she got into a, an, like a minor accident, and she didn't want to get in trouble with her parents. And she took the car to Joey's car shop to get, to get it fixed. This is the twisted part. The other source says that... Amy used to get into quote-unquote accidents mm-hmm. to have an excuse to go, to take the car to Joy's car shop. That is the height of madness if you crash in your car to go and see a man. <laughs> That's a that does sound right. It does sound like it makes sense. Maybe she's dumb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe she's a bad driver. Yeah. So Amy and Joy started an affair. And then a few months into the affair... Amy got very obsessed with Joey. She wanted him to leave his wife, Mary Jo Barafuco. Oh, did I say that right? Amy asked Joey to choose between her and his wife, Mary Jo. How long has Joey and Mary Jo been married? Oh, years. Okay. Yeah. So Joey said no. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mm-mm, I, I'm not taking this. And they broke up for a little bit. Okay, right? so just pause a second. So she has started a love affair with yes. a man who I could only assume is older than her because he always older. The... 18 years different. Oh, so she was 17. And he was 35. 35. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that is a crime. That must be a crime somewhere. No. Okay. She wasn't... When they started... They started before her 17th birthday. Sounds more and more like a crime every time you... <laughs> exactly, but you're getting ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue, continue. <laughs> so one day, Amy went to get her hair done. but And her hairdresser names was Jane. So Jane was complaining about her boyfriend cheating on her. And Jane went ahead jokingly and said i just want to blow her her head off and amy went do you know where can i get a gun jane did so jane introduced amy to 21 year old peter i'm not gonna try even try to say his last name i'm sorry you want to spell it (laughs) g-u-a-g-e-n-t-i warranty i'm gonna go with that Okay. I'm just going to call him Peter. Okay, Peter. Okay. So Peter agreed to give Amy a gun in exchange for oral sex and money. Wait, I thought Amy was with um Joey. Okay. By this point, Amy was with Joey. They broke up. Mm. While they broke up, Amy was dating this guy named Paul. Again, another freaking complicated last name dating this guy paul she reconnect with joey mm-hmm. so 
by this point, Amy is cheating on Paul mm-hmm. with Joey. Joey. Joey is cheating on Mary Jo with Amy. Yeah, but now Amy is technically cheated on both Paul and Joey with the man who provided her with a weapon because she given him head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she wanted, <laughs> she got obsessed with taking Mary Jo out of the picture. Whatever oh, that takes. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter that she's... Mm-hmm out here mm-hmm. with the having sexual mm-hmm. relations with her arms dealer mm-hmm. as well as Paul mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. Joey. Yeah. She don't care about that. She's obsessed with Mary Jo. Yeah. All right. She just want her out of the picture. To make space for what? She would Paul, arms man and Joey. But she was such obsessed. She wanted right. to be to primary source for Joey. Even if she's out with the other man. She don't care. All right, all right. I, you know, I'm just trying to understand Amy as a person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amy convinced Peter to drive her to the Badafuco's house. Okay. Mm-hmm. She got a gun and she got a Peter and she got a car. Mm-hmm. Plan is set. On May 19, 1992, Amy and Peter showed up by the Badafuco's house. Mm-hmm. Mary Jo answered the door. And Amy told her that Joseph was cheating on her with her sister. Let me just say, what? hold on. What? Hold on. <laughs> hold on. She shows up and she said, Mary Jo, your husband is cheating on you with my sister. Oh. A sister that she didn't have. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and as proof, she chose Mary an advertising share from Joey's car shop. Okay. So as proof mm-hmm. that her sister, mm-hmm. the, the non-existent sister, mm-hmm. is sleeping with Joey. Mm-hmm. She come with promotional t-shirts. Yes. From the person, from Joey business. Mm-hmm. A promo t-shirt could be given out to anybody. Anybody. That is not proof. All right. She's 17. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So within the 15 minutes, the conversation just, Mary Jo was like, meh, you know what? You're gone. You kid. Yeah. She don't make no sense. I don't care. Okay. She took that well. I'll let you know. She took that well. Mary Jo got fed up and she's like, no, you're done. I let him know you came. Bye. (laughs) She turned her back (laughs) to Amy. Uh And then Amy took the gun, hit her twice with it, and then shot her. Where? The face. Oh, shit. This is the part. I forgot about this. In her face? Face, Chanel. Now, she go, run to the car, and left. The neighbors. She and Peter. She and Peter, yeah. The neighbors heard the gunshot. They called 911. Mm. Rush Mary Jo to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Surgery overnight. And Mary Jo makes it. Okay. She's still alive, but in a coma. It's not clear to me how long she stayed in a coma. The point is that she woke up. At this point, the police is talking to Joey. Joey said, he's not a suspect because he's not there. Mm-hmm. And... Whatever. So when Mary Jo wakes up from the coma, the police asked what she knew. Mm-hmm. And she was 
telling the story about this girl that came with a shirt. Mm-hmm. That point, Joy said, oh, I know who I, who I give this shirt to. Show a picture of Amy and Mary Jo identifies Amy as the person that shot her. How he was able to know immediately who he gave the shirt to? Apparently, Amy did get a special ah, shirt. But he was quick to throw Amy under the bus. Well, shooting her. Well, that is true. But I just thought, you know, well, then again, he probably didn't want to be done with his wife because she did tell him, leave your wife for me, and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So maybe he really did love Mary really? Jo. Love? Love is a Having an affair? Term. No, no. You <laughs> lie with another woman? You have no love. I don't care. So somehow the case got into the media and it got a lot of attention to the point that Amy got arrested when she got recognized and she got out on bail because the media was like on her. Amy was on bail waiting for her court appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she continued with that relationship with Paul. Oh, I thought you were going to say Joey, you know. I was like, but Joey just, you know. (laughs) And wait, what happened to Peter, the arms man? The one Mm. who took her to the crime scene. I'm coming into that. Okay, I'm coming into that. I I knew you were going to ask this. Yeah, because she went back to Paul. She literally went Peter and Paul. (laughs) You know. (laughs) (laughs) They gave her the name of the Long Island Lolita. Made three movies based on this case. Mm-hmm. You watched any? No. You don't want to watch? I think I'm going to go and watch one. You think? Yeah. Well, there's another thing that I didn't mention. Turns out that Amy was not only having sex with Peter, Paul, and Joey. Apparently, Amy was having sex with Mary Jo. With other people's. Ah, uh, the only way this story could have been even more sensational is if she was with Mary Jo, too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and she loved to record her actions. We not here to slut shame Amy if she want to record it. And back then, were Polaroids thing? Were they, were Polaroids no, but there were like video cameras. <laughs> 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 the thing is that one of, one videos. of the videos mm-hmm. got into the hands of the media. And that's when everybody discovered that Amy was an actual prostitute. Again, we're not here to judge. Wait, what? Yes. I did not know this part of the story. On September 23rd, 1992, Amy accepted a plea deal in exchange for pleading guilty to restless assault and for her testimony against Joey, she would get 5 to 15 years in jail. So I just want to ask, so she was accused with the evidence being the wife surviving, getting shot in the face, and identifying her. Yes. And Joey saying she had this limited edition like mm-hmm. T-shirt, and he's sure that she is the one who is... She's the only one who had it. Yeah. And that's what they used, and they convicted her on the basis of that. Yes. Well, shit, that doesn't... I mean, eyewitness, like the victim saying yes, is very strong evidence, but I feel like if... That wouldn't fly today in 2021. Like you'd need DNA and you'd need a CCTV camera to pick Mm -hmm. you up, you know? It just doesn't sound like a lot, but it's also the 90s, so it makes sense. 
So she ended up getting 15 years. Mm-hmm. It started in December 1992. Two days after her sentence, mm-hmm. her boyfriend, Paul, yes. showed a recording of Amy while she was out on bail. Amy said, you and I need to stay together mm-hmm. because this case has so much media attention Mm -hmm. and we need it to be that way. That will keep my name in the press. I want my name in the press because I can make a lot of money. Mm. I figure if I'm going through all this pain and suffering, I'm getting a Ferrari. (laughs) Amy went a bit rich. She's getting what? A Ferrari. A Ferrari. Mm. Wow. She wanted the money. How she's going to spend it spending 15 years in jail? That's why she wanted to keep on Or to make as much as she could before she went to jail. Yes. Right? You know, if it's not sex and it's not drugs, it's money. I don't know That's honestly how crimes are. It's inclined to get this woman record into something. Everybody's recording her. One of her clients, sex tape. Paul, conversation. So Peter, he got arrested on February 1993 and he got sentenced to six months in jail Mm. because he took Amy and he gave her a gun and all that. That doesn't sound like enough an accomplice to attempted murder. Well, Hmm. on October 1993, Joey pled guilty on one count of a statutory rape. I Mm. went ahead and Googled this. What? Statutory rape. Yeah. Because he had sex with a minor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By May 1999, Amy has served seven years Mm -hmm. in jail. And she was granted parole. Mary Jo and Joey end up divorcing by 2003. She stayed with him long, given the fact that she got shot And it's disturbing. I'm sorry, Mary Jo. But I saw a couple of videos. Mm -hmm interviews and she's defending him to the end i need to google this woman hold on defending him they were married for 26 years that's long too long the very same year amy married a guy called Luis, and they had three kids when amy was released from prison she published her biography she called it if I knew then, hmm. this is by 2004. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember when I told you that they were doing interviews and all over the media? Mary Jo made it to Oprah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you get shot in the face for your husband's side girl. Underage side girl. Yes. Jeez. So a surgeon watched the Oprah interview and offered Mary Jo to reconstruct her face oh, because nice. Mary, yes, mm. Mary Jo's face was paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the um bullet was still inside. They couldn't move. They oh couldn't my god! Move it. I know, I know. If you watch the interviews, she goes like this. This is a reminder of me being assaulted by this woman. Da, 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 da. But she always was so focused mm-hmm. on Amy, and I'm not trying to lighten that Amy tried to kill her. Mm-hmm. But how did Amy get to her? Through Joey. Mm. Anyway, she got her face fixed by this surgeon. And by 2009, she released her memoir and she called it Getting It 
through my thick skull. What a crazy name. It is crazy. <laughs> it's too... It's very deep. literal. Mm. Thank you for saying the word. Oh, literal. <laughs> <laughs> it's very literal. How... That's such a harsh title. But I guess oh, no. effective. Effective. Very. Yeah. When she had the reconstructive surgery, they still weren't able to remove the bullet. That I don't know. Shit, what if she still that has that I bullet in her head? Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. You know she got married, eh? Mary Jo. Who got married? And who'd she remarried? She's still with him? Yes. She's happily married. I mean, I don't know if I can ever get married again. This is the 90s, though. I mean, this is early 2000s now, but... I mean, it's like every time the door ring. <laughs> the fuck I answer. <laughs> yeah, I just won't answer the door. I would have such bad PTSD from mm-hmm. this. So Amy's just out in the streets? Yes. I'm getting to that. But do you remember when I said, there's a lot of media, there's a lot of media. So Amy's husband sold private sex tapes. She has them. to stop recording herself. <laughs> no. Amy's smart. And this is the this is where I dropped the bone. After being in the media, naked, might as well start making money. Okay. So Amy, now it's a porn star. Well, all right, Amy. Yes. Well, shit. Might as well. You're there. Mm. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been quite the ride. So she, all right, you know, way to make lemonade, Amy. <laughs> um, she has already been seen. Boldface mm-hmm. Amy. Boldface. Who shot a woman in her face for mm-hmm. her husband that she didn't even really want because she was sleeping literally with Peter and Paul. Yes. And, she, and now she has moved on to be a porn star. Yes. Not that anything's wrong with your choice and career, but the stuff from before, the shooting in the face, the drama. Yeah. The, the crazy. Be wow. Crazy. So Amy's a porn star. What Amy's is going on with Joey? Hmm? So Mary Jo married have the memoir about in her thick skull. Right? Yes. Or getting it through her thick mm-hmm, skull. Mm-hmm. Amy is now a porn star. Right? She has turned her lemons into lemonade. <laughs> She's making the lemonade. She's getting her lemonade. Yes. What going on with Joey? What about Peter? What about Paul? <laughs> Peter just got six months. Yeah. Paul, I don't know anything about. Yeah, but I thought she was trying to stick with Paul because remember, and she, she yeah, told them in the media, no. blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then what about Joey? Joey. do tell me he's a porn star too. Please. No. I don't know if he remarried, but I know that he was accused of insurance fraud. Oh, wow. So he can no longer work on a card shop. When did he, when this was after everything? Yes, after. Wow. And he was accused to being a pimp. Well, maybe Amy is a victim. Mm-hmm. And Joey also was an actor. So huh? he, yeah, he okay. kept on working as a class D actor. Wow. Not B, D, as a deck. A D-list actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So wait, I am not saying that shooting Mary Joe in the face was right. Dying right? How you go shoot somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. But at 17, you just don't see enough to be manipulated. Yeah, especially by a person who is so much older than you. Yes. He was 35 to her yes. 17. So maybe he chained up Amy into thinking it was a good idea mm-hmm. to shoot Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. But I feel like after the way Amy get played, 
that she would have rat him out. So I don't think she would have sit on that for so many years. I read somewhere, but again, this is a lot of media coverage. So right. we all know that they like to make up shit. Mm. They didn't need to make up nothing with this story. This is wild. No, but Chanel, they said that after both of them got divorced, they got together for a little bit. Oh, so Amy she- got divorced? Yes. I thought she was still with a guy. Remember the husband dropped the sex bomb. All right. So that's when she became a porn star. Mm. So she's done with it. She said, ah, done. Mm-hmm. I'm already out in the media. Might as well make money. Well, I mean, I mean, that she just wants to own her image. Like mm. if, if like Rachel, you know, Rachel from a yes. few stories back, she doesn't have control in that situation. She had her image shared for the rest of the mm-hmm. world to see mm-hmm. she doesn't have control it is not something she's interested in seeing through mm-hmm. and that literally may be the only way to turn this around and you can't encourage poor rachel to go and yeah. you know join a lifestyle she's not comfortable mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. But i mean if amy is able to transition into that lifestyle and that career that might be the only way for her to have power in a situation where she always felt powerless. Because mm-hmm. if, if men have consistently treated her like shit, posted her image, sharing the sex videos, yeah. once again, you really had to stop videotaping yourself. However, maybe she didn't know. Maybe some of them were secret. Maybe. We don't know. Point is that out of the whole story, mm-hmm. there were three movies. I already mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Three movies were made and... Amy moved back to Long Island with her children. And by 2011, she claimed to be out of the porn business. Mm. But the latest is that she's still working under the porn industry. It's a pandemic. Listen, you make your money whenever you want to make your money. It's a pandemic. You know, I was like, I know that it's going to have some... Pretty tightly wound people who are going to feel like if we are encouraging <laughs> sex work and sex workers. And I just want to make sure that we clear about this on the podcast. If this comes out, it might get cut, but you never know. So I'm going to take the opportunity to say it. We are not here to judge anybody. Susanna and I, we do not live in glass houses over here. Have we chosen to participate in sex work? No. Do we have a soapbox to stand on? To tell people not to be in sex work? Nope. Mm -mm. Okay. And I certainly not going to be able to change anybody's life by Mm -hmm. talking about it online. I don't walk in their shoes. I don't know. Is that like I could turn around and say, with the powers vested in me by the Nobody Immigrant Society of Toronto, (laughs) I have now released you from your service in the sex industry. That's not how I go work. People still have very complicated reasons for the things that they choose to do. And Mm -hmm. I would have to be some kind of ass to assume I understand all of them. I do not. No. There are a bunch of reasons people end up in a lifestyle that they end up in. And you don't know. So we ain't out here judging. And if you want to judge, we're not judging you if you want to judge. Judge. You know, everybody had to have a thing. You're judgy, judge. What do judgy people do? Judge. What do haters do? Hate. Hate. Exactly. What do we do? Talk Talk shit. shit. Talk shit. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're clueless. You know, 
Uh, so, we know nothing. Please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or review so we can dominate those ratings. Hey, remember, we might be clueless, but that's not a crime.